1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Have you guys seen the Meg? Yes. Have you? What did you
2: think? Uh, oh, it was a while ago, but I I enjoyed it in a very, very silly way. I enjoyed it mm-hmm. in the same way that when you and I went to see Rampage, we came out, and I think you sort of shrugged your shoulder and I, <laughs> shoulders, and I said... I know, that was all right, but in a stupid way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, I watched The Meg 2.
2: Oh, did you see? I've not seen The Meg 2, and I'd quite like to see it.
1: Have you seen The okay. Meg 1, Ben, or have you just jumped straight into the sequel? No, I've seen both Megs. What? I had um, I had a Meg... A, a meg Megeddon. What? <laughs> I had a sort of back-to-back Meg party, oh, and I watched a, both Megs.
2: A connoisseur of the MCU.
1: exactly precisely Mm. i am um i'm a big sort of unironic supporter of jason Statham. anyway Mm -hmm. because i just think there's something special about him (laughs) he's a special he's a special man yeah and he needs to be protected and i like the shape of his head Mm -hmm. because it's sort of like a skull like a cool skull (laughs) yeah because his skin's so taut along it and he's got the he's got that sort of five o'clock scalp shadow (laughs) like it's so he's a cool man, and he he's got a great voice. And then he made two films about a big shark, mm-hmm. and um, the second one definitely veers into almost like Chinese propaganda because it's all in like China, and there's so many Chinese actors in it, and it feels a bit. The Meg did well in the Chinese market, so let's <laughs> okay,
2: just, right. let's put a
1: lot more Chinese stuff.
2: in. Uh, okay. I was gonna say, was it like I was confused? Like it wasn't made by a Chinese company presumably i was like why would I they do that but yeah if, if it if the first one did well over there then that would explain why an american studio would would chinese it up as it were
1: <laughs> yeah it's possible it's i think they also thanked lots of um chinese entities in the credits because they shot on location and stuff so right. i don't know Don't know what the ins and outs of that is, but most excitingly for me is that he's got a new film that's just come out, right? And it's called The Beekeeper, which I was really hoping was like him continuing, (laughs) exactly him continuing the trend of Jason Statham, who's like he's out of the game, he's retired. Don't bother him. He's just he just wants to be left alone. But then he gets pulled in for one last mission. Except it's animal adjacent, Mm -hmm. and I thought. Animal Adjacent, and I thought that maybe we'd get more like Jason Statham movies with just more animals in it. With killer Turns bees. Turns out, though, it's not about killer bees, which I was very oh. disappointed about. He is a beekeeper in it, though. Right. And according to reviews, there's like loads of bee puns in it. <laughs> oh, really? And I'm really excited to watch it. It's like, it's on my watch list now. it's Jerry Seinfeld in it? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you like jazz. <laughs> I really hope so. Uh, But yeah, I think he's a beekeeper who's just also really sick at guns, which is peak Jason really, isn't it? It's a nice
0: bit about being an action star and growing old is that you get to have like more refined uh, acting roles, where it's usually you getting pulled out of retirement from a nice job. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's Hmm. what an honor. I I watched The Equalizer recently, which is uh, in a similar vein of big dumb action films. And yeah. yeah, like never seen one before. Good fun though. It's it's the right amount of stupid. It's like, mm-hmm. it's dumb enough, but it's sophisticated enough to keep you chewing on it for Sophisticated. I like yeah.
2: that um, in the film Piranha or maybe one of the Piranha sequels, if there are any, I don't really know. I'm not a connoisseur of the PCU, unfortunately, <laughs> um, but one of the Piranha films, um, they got the guy in who played the shark expert in Jaws And although I'm sure they don't have the rights to that character, it's basically implied that that's him and he's retired and he's now like on a lake fishing. And I think in the opening scene of the film, he gets pulled into this lake and eaten by piranhas.
1: Oh, he can't catch a break, can he? No, he
2: can't. But also I quite like the fact that because that actor happens to be in a shark film in the 1970s or whatever it was, he then, in the 2010s or whenever that was... Landed this other role purely because they were like, "Oh, it'd be funny if it's him, wouldn't it?" You know, anyone <laughs> could have had that opening role of being the guy who gets eaten by the piranhas, but they were like, "Let's mm. get the shark person from that shark film." Um, I think that's, surely that that's nice means
1: that it's in the the JCU as well. Well, yeah, I think
2: perhaps I think it is implied to be him by it, like, as far as they're allowed to to take that and say that it's him. Um, mm. Yeah, it, that's that's how he dies. He survives the giant shark, retires goes fishing, yeah. and then gets eaten.
1: Gets eaten shame. by piranhas. It's yeah. a tough way to go. I like to think that, uh, similar to the the Kevin Bacon number, or the what's it called? Is it the Bacon Number? Yeah. Oh, like sorry? The, oh, what is it?
2: The Bacon Factor or something.
1: Um, <laughs> are you not familiar with this, What Mikey? is going on? These are just words. Yes? This feels like it will be right up your alley. There's like a database of people's sort of... How far removed Six they are. Six from... degrees of
2: Kevin Bacon is what it's called. Yeah,
1: of, of how far removed they are from having worked with Kevin Bacon, and so every single actor has like a Bacon number. <laughs> and if it if it's one, they've worked with Kevin Bacon, and then how far removed they are in terms of having worked with other people who worked with Kevin Bacon, mm. that's their Bacon number. Mm. I reckon we're we're
0: probably not as far off as we could be because we've. Like rubbed hands with youtubers and stuff so there must be some connection there so we we've probably got a con- pretty yeah. good bacon number
1: if you've gone. i would have thought so
2: i think uh, we but- we probably do have a pretty good uh degree of separation to quite a lot of people uh who, mm. you know who we've worked with albeit briefly
1: peter serafinovich is you know you know george lucas right exactly there. yeah, yeah. Darth Maul. We've worked with Peter. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've worked have, with George yeah.
0: Lucas. Is what you're implying? We've been yeah, close, enough. yes, and that <laughs> basically opens up best y-
1: friends. Ewan McGregor,
2: Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. uh, we'll Jar Jar Binks. You know <laughs> yep. all of these people who we're one degree of separation from.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, but I like to think that in a similar vein, there's like a there's a Statham number as well, right? Because and and in addition because he always plays the same character in every movie, which is not a criticism. Mm. He's just found his niche, and he's great at it. Just keep making silly action movies until the end of time, my friend. Uh, I I would hope that J- the Jason Statham we see in The Meg is the same Jason Statham mm. who's in uh, the Fast and Furious movies, mm. who's in the beekeeper, beekeeper the equalizer he's just like it's always the same jason statham he's just that good at being a cool man that he's got like different identities you know yeah, yeah. that's my hope anyway i don't know if that's true also you should watch spy if you haven't i think that's my favorite movie of his I told you my big jason statham wow, really? Mm-hmm. he plays basically a parody of himself he's <gasps> he's a spy who thinks he's really cool but he's actually a complete idiot Oh. And uh, it's a Melissa McCarthy movie, and it's good. It's good. It's funny. I like it a lot. He's the best bit in it, but it's good. It's a good movie.
2: I've just found out that he's not in The Equalizer. I, I thought that's is why you brought it up, my <laughs> I assumed it was. <laughs>
0: it's in the same vein of big gunmen coming back for a job. Sadly, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Altern- anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Jason Statham. I think today
2: by Ke- delicious a delicious rasher of Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yum yep. mm. yum. Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Um, well. That's the sponsor, Dan. <laughs> Should we do the podcast? Yes. Yeah, might as well, I suppose. Kevin? Not Kevin Bacon. Kevin? Let's have the Actual music, Kevin? Please.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Poddy, it's the official vidiot vidiot podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a thing along along to talk talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. You good? Very good. Yeah, I quite like ready. our
0: little call and response we do at the beginning with bring a thing along to talk about. It feels like I'm back in assembly in primary school. Yeah. Oh, good Everyone sing morning, along. Mrs. Chapman. Mrs. Who? Chapman. Oh, you doxing your teacher now. Good luck finding it. you know, that's totally made up. I desperately tried to remember... Good
1: luck finding it. Someone will. Yeah.
0: Oh, don't be Googling. Don't. I don't want my teachers to be pulled into this stuff. We've already pulled in enough dealer celebrities leave the teachers alone <laughs> oh, and reverend
2: Floyd. ian waffle or whatever his name was. i fully
0: doxed name. him like yeah, yeah. like oh, <laughs> first God. name last name i don't think he's got much of an <laughs> online presence thankfully so no. the, the the church man is safe mm. jesus
1: well we'd like to take this opportunity to thank all of you who have uh, followed us on our tiktok and instagram which is Videots.official. As uh, spoken about in the last episode, we're going to be posting clips there. Yeah. Clips from Podiots and Legacy videos from Videots, as well as some images, behind-the-scenes images, from uh, from that fateful year of 2018. Yeah. Uh, the goal, of course, is to bring in new blood. By all means, though, go and check us out on there and share what we post and introduce us to new people. Mm, That'll tell be really your friends, helpful. friends, in fact. Tell your friends. And, of course, it's run by Kevin, who is now returned from the dead... Uh, we don't know why he's not allowed to talk about it i don't think but go say hi to him on those platforms he's yeah. there mm. he's st- operators are standing by <laughs> Bop operators yeah he's stop bop- it bop- sorry
0: <laughs> it's been a while bop. since we've had a bop anything's Bop-a-ator. been boppish, so i had to get it in there
2: well now that we've got an extra mouth to feed in the re- yeah. reanimated corpse of kevin um people can support us as well can't they ben
1: they certainly can. If you go to podiots.com, donate £3 or more, you'll get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the next podcast. You'll join Pod Squad. you'll support what we do here, and we'd really bloody appreciate you. Mikey, can you kick us off before we get into the things?
0: We begin with Raindrop Joy. Caroline, where is the lure pack? Oompa Loompa d's Nuts. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy Cummy in my tummy. Oh. The very generous Cool Beansd. And they say... Hi boys, recently listened to the awful Arthur fanfic episode again and thought it would be funny to write one about you boys and the characters oh. from the VCU. Thoughts? Want a hilariously um, bad one? A super smutty one? Prefer I didn't? Anything goes.
1: <laughs> hmm. I mean, the smutty would be the most funny, but also I don't know that I want to be that disturbed. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I feel did didn't Booth write some fanfic about us? Oh god, I feel like she did. Oh yeah. like possibly, way back. Yeah. I think she may have done. Um not sure. Citation needed, but uh keep if or, or, or did she read some that she'd found? I don't know. I might be making that up entirely, but yeah.
0: mm. if you're gonna write a fanfic, just make it like a nice day out in the park and maybe one of our hands accidentally brush against the other ones, that's as far <gasps> as we'll take it. Oh yeah. ooh. 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 bloody ooh. hell. Mm. We continue with Mr. Macca. And Isle of
2: You. Uh, also, sorry, I wasn't ready. Uh, there is F- Frogly, uh, Stephen Skodes, Gleddy Bleber's Dick Dicknick Pick, oh. Quaker Name Pickled Beetroot, Roy's Boy's Soy Surprise, Everybody Poops, <laughs> Neil Buchanan in D, <laughs> and Adolf
1: Hamfriend. Friend. And finally, we have anal eruptions. The Quaker, Wolfgang Amadeus Nut Moshart. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that is a stretch. Wow. Uh, Blart attack. Caroline, send lift. I'm stuck in hull. Prince Beefcakes and yog con nuts uh, some really good ones in there <laughs> really that's your pod squad good. for this week podius.com three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the next episode thank you so much to our pod squad this week uh, which was your guy's favorite <sighs> yog Condy's nuts so, y- what, what is it what is
0: it to yog on something mm. I, don't I dare ask but that's my favorite doesn't
1: bear thinking about
2: uh, I liked Nuts, um, mm. but also I was then really taken by surprise by Neil Buchanan in D. It's a, it's a cultured <laughs> one that, as well, you know. It's not just it's not just a pun.
1: Mm. I will go with Wolfgang Amadeus Nut Moschart. Yes, Quite yes. <laughs> um, right the tongue twister. Just a lot of effort, and it was in camel case as well, so we could see where it was separated yeah. into its yeah. constituent pronunciation bits, which, which I approve of very mm. much. Who's in charge of bringing along listener-submitted things this week?
2: It's me. It's you. you. I've done it. I've sent them out to you, and uh, I can't remember who went first last time, but I'm going to say Ben Potter go first this time with your. Actually, no. I think it may have been me. That was you last time because I remember you asking if you want if it was user-submitted or your own. So, Mikey, you give us your listener-submitted thing. I'd be honoured.
0: This one was sent in by Wallace spelled differently to Wallace and Gromit, sadly, Um, at WallyBob96. And this is an article from The Guardian. And the headline reads, Missing Monkey Trapped by Yorkshire Pudding in Scotland.
2: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow.
0: (laughs) So many turns. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got, um, yeah, a real string of creatures being... Trapped by delicious English people foods recently, and I'm a big fan of it.
2: <laughs> well, we have because someone else sent this story as well, and they put in their tweet in in the reply. They put, "There's been an update to Peter's missing monkey story, and it wasn't a monkey; it was raccoons last time." So,
0: <laughs> if you squint, yeah. they kind of look the same. Let yeah, know. <laughs> there's a lot
2: of missing animals out there right now, apparently.
0: Stay safe out. Stay stay safe out there, kids. Stay, stay yeah. safe there, kid. stay stay them. Stay safe them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. what I mean.
2: I'm saying I'm a geezer. I'm a geezer.
0: And speaking of geezers, um, this geezer, uh, the monkey, is called Honshu. The macaque. Honshu. Honshu. H O N S H U. Kind of like the noise oh, you make lovely. when you're sleeping. Honshu.
2: Honshu, shu, I think that's one of the Japanese islands, isn't it? Honshu. I'll find Sounds out. Sounds familiar.
0: I'm not first in Japan. It is. It well is. done, Peter. Wow. Mm. Gold star for you. Mm. Honshu the macaque is on the run from Highland Wildlife Park and was brought down by a love of batter and a tranquilizer dart. I was going to say, brought down
1: sounds like a violent way to describe it. He went out like
0: Uncle Uncle Fat, he just comatose, unable to move after stuffing himself with butter. Pray for
1: Mojo. I'm
0: going to send you a cheeky picture of the monkey here, just... Well, it's <laughs> this is quite quite the image. It's uh, a lady holding a phone with a picture of a monkey on it. There you go. And this is <laughs> <laughs> you see, don't wow. you? You see my monkey? Uh, this is Stephanie Bunyan, who reported the monkey to Highland wildlife, wildlife Park after seeing it in her garden. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Two pebbly droppings deposited on her patio are all that Stephanie Bunyan has to remind her of Thursday morning's celebrity guest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What an
1: opening line.
2: (laughs) Two pebbly droppings are all she has (laughs) to remind
1: us of. Pebbly droppings sounds like somewhere that a quaint English novel would be set. It's
2: it's where a children's TV programme is set, isn't it? 64
1: pebbly droppings. Yeah. I'm trying to
0: think. Who's the celebrity most likely to leave behind pebbly droppings? Someone small.
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: hmm. Pebbly Pebbly droppings. Warwick Davis. There you go. Perfect.
0: Nailed it. (laughs) Uh, Honshu, the missing macaque, was finally captured in Bunyan's garden after five days and four nights on the run. And after drone search technology was rendered useless by blustery weather in the end it was the Yorkshire pudding that got him yes <laughs> yeah. we will being
1: there makes me proud
0: <laughs> god bless the north <laughs> Bunyan likes to drink her morning coffee looking out to her peaceful terrace garden which is decorated with tinkling wind chimes and boasts an array of bird feeders there were Ooh. peanuts in the feeders but on Wednesday Wednesday night she put out some leftover Yorkshire pudding in the morning it was gone <laughs> And after, and just after 10 a.m., there he was at the top of the steps, looking in the window. I'd be overjoyed if I saw a monkey in my garden. Terrified, but <laughs> mm, absolutely yeah. overjoyed. You can have all the
2: Yorkshire also,
1: pudding. yeah. Big question: how how is it possible to have leftover Yorkshire pudding?
2: Mm,
1: yeah, how's that happen? Why have you not
2: eaten it all immediately?
1: That's what it's for eating. Yeah, the mm, journalist, Mister Trick
0: yeah, here. I think the monkey's the main attraction. This is the first ever unfinished Yorkshire pudding. My God. <laughs> goodness me! The desire to cap, oh, this is the desire to capture her visitor on camera was powerful. But she knew she had to get hold of Highland Wildlife Park straight away. Within ten minutes of a call to its dedicated monkey hotline, call now. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> this has happened before. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. This wow, I want to know about the monkey hotline. Like, is it just like call up and ask questions about monkey? Because surely not enough (laughs) monkeys disappear from this place to warrant a monkey hotline.
1: Maybe it's it's staffed. (laughs) I assume they set
2: it up when the monkey went missing. There might even be a Uh, raccoon hotline in Sunderland.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you call up and you pick which monkey you want to talk to. Mm, Yeah, maybe. Uh, Dr. Sandy
0: tonight. (laughs) Sandy's not a good name for a monkey. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) within 10 minutes of them calling the monkey hotline, the search drone operators had arrived. And minutes later, the park keepers. That's a rapid response. Try getting that kind of response from anything else. Yeah. By then, the macaque was hopping back and forth off the low roof of a sunroom and playing in the gutters. It took some time (laughs) for the rangers to line up their desired tranquilizer dart shot. When one attempt failed, the macaque bit it and threw it away. Oh, Onion said, wow, he's, whoa, he's, a, he's a feisty one. Mm. But the next shot was true, and the doped monkey was whisked away for examinations by the park's vet. Oh. Honshu was captured in the hamlet of Inch, less than two kilometers from where he was first spotted exploring the back gardens of Kin Craig, the village nearest the park. During that time, the lone monkey covered a considerable amount of ground, roaming four miles to the north of the park and gradually heading back in a homebound direction.
1: He Mm.
0: he figured, yeah, he's had a taste of Yorkshire puddings. Now he's ready to go back home. That's all he wanted. (laughs) Uh, With the monkey often hiding in high vegetation and roaming through thickly wooded areas, thermal drone technology was essential to the search. One was lent to the Royal Zoological Society of Scotland by the Carnegor Mountain Rescue Team. Good Lord, there's a lot of infrastructure in the north. This is yeah,
1: <laughs> a lot of escaped monkeys.
0: Yeah. Oh, and they use this um, as a training exercise, I guess. So that's good to get your money's worth out of a lost monkey. And yeah. another search was coordinated by Ben Harrower, local monkey expert. It doesn't say that, but what does it say? Who <laughs> runs a consultancy that specialises in monitoring and tracking wildlife populations? Okay, interesting. Oh. Uh, uh, in that mixed woodland, the thermal drone can see the, through that. Uh, in that mixed woodland, the thermal drone can see through that no problem, and we're able to track him several times. When the call came in from the resident we deployed the drone to track him from there and then the RZSS keepers came in and the operation worked per- per- perfectly. Yeah. Just yeah. God, they should have employed drones for the seagull stuck in Astor it would have been over a lot for <laughs> This team. Where's the seagull hotline? Yeah. We would
2: wo- uh, use a tranquilizer dart on that as well. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first person to be doped up in that Astor, would it? <laughs> hey.
0: hey! Yeah. There you go. We watched with the drone from afar and he was hiding in the inf- infrastructure of a house, sticking his head out, eating some nuts and running back. Yesterday was a write-off because of the weather, but I'm glad we've seen it through to the end. Carl Nagel was one of the first residents to enjoy a visit from the monkey, getting awakened by his daughter on Sunday morning with the unexpected alert, Dad, there's a monkey in the street. That's, yeah, shut up <laughs> kid, you're lying to me.
2: Monkey on the car, <laughs> Fuck off. <I>
0: He found the monkey investigating his back garden bird feeders one of which remains bent out of shape from the monkey's <gasps> efforts to extract some nuts come on naughty public damage stop it
2: mm-hmm.
0: by the time rangers from highland uh, the highland wildlife park arrived with a couple of nets the monkey had disappeared over nagel's fence and the hunt ensued <laughs> here nagel's involvement with the monkey ceased and his involvement with the ensuing media circus began Five days later, I've spoken to just about every media outlet there is. Whoa, you, come on, if you, you can't be there front in camera if, you, if you're if you going to parade, like, only do one day of hunting. You've got to earn your place in the camera, my friend. <laughs> mm. I've been thinking why the world needed a story about an escaped monkey in the Highlands, Nagel added. I've watched a lot more news bulletins in the last week, and most of the news is really bleak viewing. It's not divisive, said his partner, Tina. Everyone can rally around a missing monkey. <laughs> too <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah.
2: Not divisive. I want to see the House of Commons debate where <laughs> Labour are saying, we must capture this monkey alive, and the Tories are just saying, kill it, kill, kill it. Kill the monkey. Yeah. Poison
0: the Yorkshires. Poison the Yorkshires. <laughs> um, uh, last bit here. Local traders have not missed the opportunity to capitalise on the simian hoopla, a local gardening supplies company has upgraded its advertising to include a macaque pushing a lawnmower. <laughs> Excuse
1: me, I want to see that.
2: For this, this flash-in-a-pan story that happened for five days in 2024 and will be old news within a month. <laughs>
0: it's forever changed the land uh, advertising landscape <laughs> there. And a local hot tub services had a mock-up of a monkey enjoying the warm bubbles and, quote, living his best life. Oh. Nigel said a friend who works at the park had called him on Thursday morning to let him know that the escape monkey had finally been found. Three minutes later, the New York Times rang. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, what a wow. story. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm all, I'm, all about, like, we've had a lot of naughty rebellious animals you had the whales capsizing boats as uh, as the seagulls stealing chris monkeys eating yorkshire puddings this, the is, this is the walrus
1: that yeah. tossed himself off yeah <laughs> blocking <laughs> people's driveways that kneel the seal. that one yeah yeah
0: all right well we'll see who's next in the in noah's Ark of naughty scamps yeah mm. <laughs> yeah thank you very much uh wallace for sending that one in
2: thank you wallace thank you wallace um, ben, would you like to give us your Ben-submitted thing?
1: I would love to. As you guys know, on uh, oh, actually, it's just it's just gone because I wasn't sure when we were releasing this podcast when I chose it. But this week, it's been Pancake Day. Oh ah. yeah, right. And didn't we all have a lovely Pancake Day this yes. week? Yes. When we had Pancake Day, mm, yum, yum, I yum. thought I would bring along some interesting shrove. Wednesday Tuesday? Tuesday Tuesday uh Shrove Thursday things that happen in the UK traditionally now one of them I'm fairly sure has been covered by Mikey before mm. but I brought a couple of other ones as well okay. Mikey do you remember the otherstone ball game no which is I... a you might recognize it as I go on but I think we have spoken about it It's a medieval football game, that's what it says, hyperlinked, Uh, played annually on Shrove Tuesday in the English town of Atherston, Warwickshire. You remember now? I do now, yeah. What a game. What a brutal, brutal, brutal sport.
0: Great fun. Yeah. There were a couple (laughs) of these
2: in different villages, apparently, in the UK. I was reading recently about at least two different such events um, Mm -hmm. in a book. Yeah.
1: Well, just a quick recap of this. It's uh, a game that honours a match that was played between Leicestershire and Warwickshire in 11.99 when teams used a bag of gold as a ball. Uh, So there are some rules. The game itself has a few rules. Two being that play is restricted to long street and participants are not allowed to kill anyone. That's the most important thing. (laughs) The winner is declared at 5pm, the title going to the person who has possession of the ball when the whistle sounds. Um, There's a few photos that I'm going to send to you that are from the 823rd annual game. And... Not to not to pass judgment on people I don't know, but these fellas are some of the roughest looking blokes I've ever seen in my entire life. They've definitely they, that is a scary photo. There. Oh my god. Yeah, when the rules of the Jesus. game one of the
0: only rules of the game is not to kill another person, then yeah, you need rough tugged Jason Statham looking blokes to <laughs> be part of that. Oh That's my god. someone's got a
1: massive black eye there yeah that second Um, image in the background of this image all the shops are (laughs) boarded up it's not why i get it's tradition but this is this is bonkers i Uh,
2: forgot that this is what the game was i was thinking more of the uh those games where um it's called like uppers and downers and two ends of the village kick a ball like wherever the ball ends up at the end of the day that one mm. wins it's just about getting it to the other end of the village but uh no, this is uh, this is just an excuse to have a fight, really. It is. It. I
1: think people just get drunk and beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. Uh, but I've got a couple of other ones. This is an article from the BBC, and it's entitled "Only the Town Where a Pancake Race Is a Global Event." This is actually an article from last year. Uh, the market town of Olney in Buckinghamshire claims to hold the oldest annual pancake race in the world, dating back to 1445. Open to the ladies of Olney only, the race has endured a friendly rivalry with a small city in Kansas, USA. So what makes this pancake race so special? Well, I'm glad you asked. The people of Olney take their annual Shrove Tuesday pancake race very seriously indeed. Dubbed the oldest recorded in the world. The, it already, I've already said this. Yep. Yeah. I already said this. And the runs back to 1445 and the War of the Roses and has taken place every year since it was revived in 1948. Okay, so it actually <laughs> hasn't been running every year at
0: all. It's missing, like, 500 years there. Yeah, there's a, few,
1: there's, there's a few years that were probably missed. Um... Even in the throes of coronavirus lockdown, a solitary pan-bearer dressed up and ran the 415-yard course in 2021 so the tradition wouldn't be broken. Apart oh, that's
2: nice. Apart because a lot of these things of that have been going for like 100 years, like, did actually stop for a couple of years over COVID, mm. which is a shame. Like, these unbroken things. But that's nice yeah. that one person did it anyway.
1: I agree. But it has to be done Right there are rules Mm. it's women only and you have to have lived or worked in olney for at least three months says ruth martin of the Olney pancake race committee and you are not allowed
2: to kill anyone
1: (laughs) no no killing (laughs) i'll send you a photo of this and it's the it's the loveliest looking people imaginable running this race Mm -hmm. um it's you have to wear a skirt and you are provided with an apron and headscarf and a pancake pan but you need to bring your own pancake you toss it at the start, and you have to be able to toss it at the end. Taking out context, that's very rude. <laughs> the course is 415 yards, or almost 380 metres, so it's not a quick dash. You need to pace yourself, or you run out of steam, Miss Martin adds. Mm. And we've got various photos here. With the sounding of the church shriving bell, runners start from the pedestrian crossing by Olney Market and make their way to the church door of St Peter and St Paul's, a route that involves the closure of the main A509 through the town. Oh. And you can't enter the race if you've already won it three times. Like the 2022 winner, Katie Godov.
0: Godov, she's a pancake
1: tossing, yeah. Yeah. A legend in Olney. (laughs) Uh, It then tells us what Shrove Tuesday is. And apparently Olney is also the town where Reverend John Newton wrote the hymn Amazing Grace. That's where that came from.
2: Amazing Race.
1: (laughs) Amazing Race, yeah. Uh, So let's talk about the... the the, sort of the rivalry between the Kansas town. Uh, More than 70 years ago, newspaper reports of the only pancake race also piqued the interest of officials in in the city of Liberal, Kansas, who presented the Buckinghamshire town with a challenge. Liberal is the home of Dorothy's House, a museum replica of the Kansas home featured in the 1939 movie The Wizard of Oz. Since 19- that's just a by-the-by. Since 1950, the two places have competed in their own transatlantic pancake race, recording their times and holding an international video call to present prizes. Liberal runners have so far won 39 races, with only playing catch-up with 31. Oh dear. The 2022 winner from Liberal was Whitney Hay in a time of 67 seconds. Olney's winner, Katie Godov, managed 70 seconds. Slow. Too slow. Uh, We link up on the evening of the pancake race and compare times. It's fiercely contested every year, Miss Martin adds. An ambassador for Liberal is coming over for the race this year, so we have a good reason to try and beat them this time. Would you like to see a photo of them running the race? Yes, please. Uh, Let me find one. This is an old one you can tell because it's in black and white.
2: It shows like, that they've been
1: doing it for ages.
2: I'd also like to see an an image of these lovely nicest looking people that you described earlier.
1: Um, they just they just look the polar opposite of the yeah. of the medieval football oh, game.
0: Oh <laughs> The, the, the dude at the front who's like, I guess, started the race with the bell is like desperately sprinting yeah, to get the, out annoyed.
1: of the way of these pancakes. My God. they got to toss those pancakes. Oh, don't
2: they look lovely?
1: They do. They look w- so much lovelier, don't they, than, the, than those ruffians? Not a black eye in sight. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not just a race, Miss Martin says. There's something so quintessentially only about it. Everyone will just pause in the middle of the day, literally stopping the traffic. We have a super community here. Everyone just comes together for that moment. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. Yeah, What a lovely way to celebrate Pancake Day. Let's talk about witches instead, huh? How about some witch witch traditions? Witch. Uh, (laughs) This is from Bedfordshire Live by. uh, I can't pronounce that name. Anyone want to have a go at this? Here we go. Sure. How do you say that word? Iona Tufexi? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. All right. Let's go with that then. The strange Pancake Day tradition where children gather on a Bedfordshire hill and listen for witches. Ooh. I don't
2: know about this.
1: Every Shrove Tuesday, an unusual custom takes place at a medieval mound in the village of Toddington in Bedfordshire. As the church clock strikes midday, schoolchildren lie down on the grass of Conger Hill, put their ears to the ground, and stay silent for a moment. They are listening to see if they can hear the witch frying her pancakes, and some of them do. (gasps) Oh my God. The old custom of witch listening, which is <laughs> capitalized, was revived in recent years by the local community, and the uptake was enthusiastic. This is the little story of the tradition. And then it says, Find out virtual things to do with the widget below. I've got to enter my full postcode and I'll find out information near me. I'm not going to do that this Great. time. Next time, though.
0: The witch hit. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the mound called Conger Hill is said to hold a strange captive. The small man-made hill is what remains of a twelfth century motte and Bailey, a type of Norman castle. The lord of the castle, Sir Paulinus Pegure, Paul Peaver, it says in brackets, wanted pancakes, and so decided to keep for himself the best known maker of chove Tuesday pancakes in the area, a witch. Oh. Since then, the pancake Witch of Toddington fries her yearly batch deep inside her dungeon prison. The legend is shrouded in the mists of time, but it is believed that the custom of witch-listening dates back at least 150 years. On Trove Tuesday, the pancake bell was rung in St George's Church to remind the women to make their pancakes. A And then it says a crocodile of children.
2: What? Yeah, my, uh... My physics teacher used to say this. We once got taken on a school trip and he said, I shall chaperone you in a crocodile fashion into the museum, which just means in, <laughs> in a, a line, I oh. think.
1: <laughs> a sort of snaking, slaloming line, right? Yeah. Uh, I get, okay. Yeah, yeah. A crocodile of children would then <laughs> leave the local primary school and head toward nearby Conger Hill. Once there, they really should be in a conga line, shouldn't they? Once there, they would put their ears to the ground and listen to the sizzling sound of the witch frying her pancakes inside the mound. Mm. The custom demised at some point in the 70s, but in 2011, the Toddington Old Boys Association (laughs) decided to revive the custom after a former pupil from the 50s said that the witch was still there. Oh. The tradition has been going strong ever since. Every Shrove Tuesday, a surreal scene takes place with year four pupils lying around with their heads buried in the grass, keeping silent for a brief moment and then giggling and chatting. Would you like to see them? This is before they're giggling and chatting. Kids with their heads (laughs) on the ground. It just looks like everyone's having a nap on a hill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Got
2: their wellies on.
1: There's a subsection here that says, so is, so, so it's there a witch or not. Didn't... Didn't notice that before. So is there a witch or not? For the sceptics among us that might suspect that there might not be a witch in the mound, that is that is what we know. Maybe it's Maybe it's meant to say, here is what we know. <laughs> some, <laughs> children, this article, some children report that they can hear the sizzle of the pancakes as they fry in the pan, and the witch's evil cackle. Others, however, claim that it's just the ground. The <laughs> M1 hurtling by nearby does not help either. Oh, right. An and oh my God! Unlikely explanation is <laughs> that the sound pupils could hear. So. <laughs> <laughs> stop it! Yeah. Is that the the sound people pupils could hear in the past was merely the vibration on the ground caused by the bell ringing? Supernatural <laughs> stories around old earthworks are not uncommon, and there are many mounds under which a witch or even the devil is thought to live. It then says, "Can I attend?" This year, unfortunately, the witch will be frying her pancakes up by by herself with the national lockdown still in place. Ah. Hopefully it's now open again. This is from a couple of years ago. So there we are. There's just a few interesting, weird, very old traditions, uh, English traditions uh, around Pancake Day and Shrove Tuesday.
2: Mm, That's interesting. There's a, a common, a very common, like, folk tale motif that appears all over the country and, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 different places where a local tale is like oh there's a secret tunnel between this local landmark and this local landmark, usually it's like the castle and the church or something like that and once uh, a a man was sent through the tunnel playing his pipes um, and uh, people were interested in like what route the, the tunnel took so they followed it above ground listening to the sound of the pipes and like halfway across his pipes stopped and He never came out ever again. (gasps) Oh, no. And if you still listen to this day, you can hear his pipes or whatever. You know that. And it happens in loads of places. Sometimes his dog comes out with no fur on, which is (laughs) very troubling. That's a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's lovely, Ben. Thank yeah. you for those those uh, nice stories. But um,
1: You're welcome. I just wanted to celebrate how much we enjoyed Pancake Day this week
2: when it mm, happened. We did. So we did. full of pancakes.
1: Mm, yum, yum. We chose to enjoy
0: our Pancake Day either by brutally beating each other up in the streets or putting <laughs> our head on a hill. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Yes, yes. <laughs> lovely. Well, I'm going to give you my listener submitted thing now. It was sent by Greg Miller at GregMill2290 on Twitter. And I think someone might have submitted this for the previous podcast as well, because it's a sort of an ongoing story. Um, uh, but that tweet has now gone where we were asking for those questions. So sorry that I can't give you uh, give your name. But thank you, Greg. So this is according to huffpost.com. Pigeon suspected of being Chinese spy cleared by Indian police. Thank goodness. He
0: escaped escaped the allegations, thank God. Wow.
2: Uh, The best part about this is that somewhere in the metadata of the article, I guess, I think there was originally a typo when they published this, and it's still, like, in the webpage somewhere because the embedded article on the actual Twitter post says that the headline is... (laughs) Pigeon suspected of being Chinese cleared by Indian police. (laughs) So it
1: could just be a pigeon from China.
2: Yeah. Um, So the suspected Chinese spy pigeon was detained for eight months detention before being released into the wild on Tuesday. Uh, This is written by... It doesn't say, obviously. So uh, maybe I'll see it later, but I can't see it right now. Uh, Indian police cleared a suspected Chinese spy pigeon after 8 months detention and released it into the wild on Tuesday, New agent- News Agency Press Trust of India reported. The pigeon's ordeal began in May when it was captured near a po- uh, near a port in Mumbai with two rings tied to its legs carrying words that looked Chinese. Police suspected it was involved in espionage and took it in, later sending it to Mumbai's Bai Sakarbai Dinshaw Petit Hospital for Animals. Um, eventually, it turned out the pigeon was an open water racing bird from Taiwan that had escaped and made its way to India. With police permission, the bird was transferred to the Bombay Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, whose doctors set it free on Tuesday. Mumbai police could not be reached for comment, but it's not the first time a bird has come under police suspicion in India. In 2020, police in Indian-controlled Kashmir released a pigeon uh, belonging to a Pakistani fisherman after a probe found that the bird, which had flown across the heavily militarised border between the nuclear arms... Uh, Nuclear Armed Nations, was not a spy. So they did a probe, decided it wasn't a spy, it was released. And in 2016, another pigeon was taken into custody after it was found with a note that threatened Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Mm. So I guess sometimes, you know, those first two examples, it's like, "Mm, okay, why are you still catching pigeons? I guess Mm because every so often there is genuinely some sort of threat.
1: Um, they've got their a... best men on it and it's dick dastardly yeah exactly
0: is it a threat? I mean like a little paper note <laughs> attached the to the what's the pigeon gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> is your note bite
2: <laughs> I suppose you could uh, attach some sort of surveillance uh, equipment to a pigeon potentially but then you would have to hope that it actually lands somewhere useful like it's not smart enough to know oh I have to go find the embassy or you know the local uh, spy HQ um so
0: tucked yeah. under his wing the entire way he's a little passport photo of his target and he's desperately hunting around the yeah. sound center yeah. trying to find him <laughs>
2: and his own fake id that says he was you know born and raised in that country <laughs> not a spy no uh there you go a short story there but uh it's all in the headline really isn't it um, <laughs> it's good i can't believe it took them like,
0: eight months to release him like yeah it's great like what like, well, i don't know what they're expecting after the first week like, is the pigeon yeah.
1: going to crack and spill It'll break secrets? In. he's going to run out of battery soon. I, I mean, what is... Come on. Perhaps the water that must have been it. someone's job, to feed and look after that pigeon. What a waste of resources.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. Um, nicer jobs to have
0: at that place wherever the pigeon was detained, I feel like, mm. <laughs> between yeah. looking after a pigeon and whatever else goes on there. I'd give yeah probably. Some seeds.
2: <laughs> well... There we go. Um, so Mikey, it's your turn again now.
1: Hello, my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that, with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on a path of happiness, all through the lovely grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now.
0: Yes, and for this, I would like to enlist um, some help from one of you. If if mm-hmm. a- if any of you happens to know anyone who could do a strong, good Yorkshire accent. Ooh-hoo. Well, I know
1: one. I know one. Yeah?
2: Peter Austin. Cal. It's Ben Potter. Oh, OK. <laughs> no problem.
0: I will is, help. Thank you very much. Uh, this is, I, well, I I wanted to find out the history of ferret legging. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. You find more, out a bit more about, context. <laughs> <laughs> <just> ferret <laughs> legging, you know. And as part of the process, I found this delightful interview with the strong Yorkshireman, um, who I think is currently the world record holder for the longest time. Of ferret legging so what the heck's ferret legging let's find out what is it what what is it ferret legging it's coming (laughs) is it yes it's coming you best believe it A, a journalist traveled all the way from america to barnsley yorkshire to interview mr reg meller the king of ferret legging he paces across his tiny miner's cottage as he explained the rules of the sport that he has come to dominate rather late in life.
2: Aye, lad,
0: said the 72 year old champion.
2: No jock straps allowed, no underpants, nothing whatever. It's no good with tight trousers, mind you. Little bastards of being able to move around inside there from ankle to ankle. <laughs>
0: beautiful fat it's like he's in the room with us <laughs>
2: indeed with a ferret down
0: his chances oh oh maybe so that's what
1: it is then <laughs> yes
0: yeah. it's just it's an endurance sport where you see how long you can last with ferrets down your pants right Amazing. does the
1: ferret enjoy it yes it's does the man it. enjoy
0: it I, I, I don't think anyone's enjoying this to be honest okay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why they do it the contest involves the tying of a competitor's trousers at the ankles and the subsequent insertion into those trousers of a couple of partic- peculiarly vicious fur-coated long carnivores called ferrets. The brave contestant's belt is then pulled tight and he proceeds to stand there in front of the judges as long as he can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I want to see this in person. There's some good videos of it on YouTube. It's exactly as it sounds. It's just a man stood there occasionally going, ooh, ow, and little... Bits of motion in his pants. It's, it's no jocks.
2: Control. No no jockstrap allowed. No cup, presumably. So it could yeah. literally just bite his penis. If go
1: for the Wilkins.
0: We'll, yeah. Oh, don't worry, we get into that. Oh, <laughs> oh God! All right. <laughs> the current record now stands at an awesome five hours and twenty six oh, minutes.
1: God. And the I'm title not... is held by Dickless Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: what you were expecting. For, like, I was expecting like half an hour at most, maybe, but five hours, 26. Five, that's, that just, what a waste of a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, this was a mark that was reached last year. I think this, art, oh, I should point out. Yeah, this article is a New York Post article by Donald Katz. Um, this was written in 2014. So that was uh, like 11 years ago now that uh, he changed the record. Um, Do-do-do. Oh, do it. I've lost my place. Da, da, They're da. writing
2: about monkeys now, the New York Post. <laughs> or New York Times, wasn't it, I think? Got in touch, didn't you say?
0: Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, it goes from ferret to monkey. You never know what's coming next.
2: Yeah. Uh, da, da, da.
0: From a dark and obscure past, the sport has made an astonishing comeback in the past 15 years. The world record once stood at a mere 40 seconds of keeping them down, as they say in ferret-legging circles. A few years later, the dreaded one-minute mark was finally surpassed. Whoa. The current record now stands at the awesome 5 hours and 26 minutes reached last year by the gaudily tattooed 72-year-old little Yorkshireman with the waxed military moustache who now stood two feet away from me in the middle of the room, apparently undoing his trousers. Oh, good. Oh,
2: okay. The ferrets must have a full mouth of teeth, no filing of the teeth, no clipping, no dope for you or the ferrets <laughs> what no dope uh, you must be sober and the ferrets must be hungry though any ferret'll eat your eyes out even if he isn't hungry. So then lad, any more questions before I put a few down da- put, put a f- put a few down for you before he puts a few ferrets Is down. he going to put some in the journalist's trousers?
0: <laughs> Thankfully, no. He, he chooses uh, to put... He, oh, in his own oh, come good, on, this, right, is a, this is a dangerous endeavour. You don't want to just risk journalists' lives with ferret encounters. Right. Um, the journalist replies, Yes, Reg.
2: I? What then?
0: Well, I think people in America will want to know. Since you, you don't wear any protection, and I've heard a ferret can bite your thumb off, do they ever, you know...
2: You really want to know what they get up to down there, eh? Well, take a look.
0: Reg Meller then let his trousers fall around his ankles. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tickets of the gun show. Reg Meller, a man who has been more intimate with ferrets than many men have been with their wives, (laughs) calls ferrets...
2: Cannibals, things that only live to kill, that'll eat your eyes out to get at your brain.
0: At their worst. (laughs) And untrustworthy. At their very best. I feel like Reg is, I've, I feel like Reg is painting a bad picture of ferrets here. Mine aren't like this, probably because I don't put them down my trousers. Yeah, I think that
2: probably uh, pisses them off a bit. A little bit.
0: Well, maybe not actually, as this next bit goes on to say. Because, um, so yeah, he used to, um, oh, because a cold and wet ferret exterminates with a little less enthusiasm than a dry one, Reg used to keep his ferrets in his pants for hours when he hunted in the rain. And it always rained where he hunted. So maybe this is like, there's a a, a, a hint of doing a favor to the ferrets here. It's a, a portable storage solution. Get yourself right. some ferret legs now.
2: Because back in the day, like originally ferrets were bred to, you stick them down like rabbit holes and stuff, and they chase stuff out of the burrows so that you can hunt. So I guess when he was out working his ferrets, they would go in his trousers and it just became a sport from there.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Hmm.
2: Uh, the world record was 60 seconds. 60 seconds. I can stick a ferret up my ass longer than that. <laughs> oh, for God's sake.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to say there's no written evidence of Reg Meller ever doing that. I think he's just talking. Oh, the God. Good. <laughs> and so at age 69, Reg Meller found his game. As he stood in front of me now, naked from the waist down, Reg looked every bit a champion.
2: So look Ed- close
0: he said again his legs appeared cross-hatched with scars but i refused to look close saying something about not being paid enough for that <laughs> <laughs> come on reg i said do they bite your you know do they he thundered with irritation as he pulled up his pants
2: why i had them hanging off me
0: Reg stopped short because a woman who was with me, a London television reporter, had entered the cottage. I suddenly...
2: I I did the wrong inflection in that case. (laughs) Why? I had them hanging off my...
0: Reg stopped short because a woman... There we go. Perfect. Nailed it. High five. Reg stopped short because a woman who was with me, a London television reporter, had entered the cottage. I suddenly feared that I would never know from what the raging ferrets dangle. Then he said to her...
2: Are you cheeky, love? <laughs> oh! My friend looked confused.
1: Say yes,
2: I hissed. Yes. Why? Reg roared again. I've had them hanging off me tool for hours and hours and hours. Two at a time, one on each side. I've been swelled up as big as that.
0: Reg pointed to a five pound coffee can of instant coffee. Oh, <laughs> God. Reg. Reg, stop it.
2: Come out of there, you bastards.
0: Reg yelled as he flailed around the inside of the hut, looking for some ferrets that had just arrived a few hours earlier. He emerged with two dirty white animals. They both had fearsome, unblinking eyes, as hard and as red as rubies. Oh, man. Reg finally got me to take one of the ferrets while he tied his pants at the ankle and prepared to put them down. A young man named Malcolm with a pink haircut came into the yard on a mocha bite. You're putting him down again, Reg, Malcolm asked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reg is up to his old tricks again.
0: <laughs> uh, Reg took the ferret from my hand and stuck the beast's head deep into his mouth. Oh, yuck, Reg, said Malcolm. <laughs> this is quite a nice little passing encounter during this whole thing. uh. Now we're finally at the ferret legging. Woohoo! hoo Woo. Reg pulled the now quite embittered looking ferret out of his mouth and stuffed it and another ferret into his pants. He cinched his belt tight, clenched his fists at his sides and gazed up to the grey Yorkshire sky in what I guessed could only be a gesture of prayer. Reg Mellor gives all the money he makes from ferret legging to the local children's home. As with all great champions, he has also tried to bring more visibility to the sport that has made him famous. I wonder how famous he actually is. It took quite a bit of searching to find his name. But now <laughs> you lot all know about him We're spreading the good word of Reg Mellor. That's true. Um, mm. One Mellor innovation is the introduction of white trousers at major competitions because it shows the blood better. God. oh dear me reg 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 reg, reg mella is a proud man last year he retired is he but oh you see <laughs> he's been wronged and he doesn't like being wronged last year he retired from professional ferret legging in disgust after attempting to break a magic six hour record the four minute mile of ferret legging after five hours of having them down, Mella found that almost all of the 2,500 spectators had gone home. <laughs> and then during his uh, red rec- world record uh, attempt, workmen came and began to dismantle the stage around him, <laughs> despite his protestations that he was on his way to a new world record. <laughs> Jesus what a Christ. Scene. Oh, dear. One of the ferrets in Reg's pants finally poked its nose into daylight before any major damage was done and Reg pulled out, the other fer- pulled out the other ferret. He said he had been coaxed out of retirement early and he intends to break six, maybe even eight hours within the year. Oh. And, and uh, one last line, Peter, if you
1: could.
2: You've just got to be able to have your tool bitten and not care,
1: said the king. <laughs> <laughs> oh. put that on his like. gravestone mm. yeah.
0: there's a, there is a fantastic um, like old school BBC news interview with him and it's just exactly what you see and it's this sleepy little village and he just goes into his back garden he's got a hutch filled with ferrets and he's like a proper old looking man and just starts shoving them down his trousers on camera and um, yeah there's a few points where they, they bite his bits and he responds quite oh. fearfully and it's, oh, it's just God. I just it feels cruel it Feels, feels very ferret. cruel. yeah yeah, I think there was another interview where it's like, "Do the ferrets enjoy it?" and they just went, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't bite if they did. Uh, a couple of minutes is fine, but six hours—that's that's bloody hell, guys. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. So yeah if if Jesus. anyone's feeling particularly bold and they want to break a world record, maybe find a different one because that—that's yeah. a lot. That was too much. You're not going to want to do that.
2: <laughs> I love that. Like he was, he presumably was on stage because he was aiming to break the six-hour mark, but they still had not booked long enough of a slot for the... Like, the workmen were coming to dismantle the stage before the six-hour mark. Like, yeah. that's just bad organisation, isn't it? Like, <laughs> they should have had them, had a set time. He'll, if he's broken the record, he'll have done it by seven o'clock. So don't take it apart till then. But...
0: I think maybe yeah. they were just taking pity on him and was like, oh, this is quite sad. It's four hours in yeah, now and no, no one's still one's here it, to watch right. it. Let's just <laughs> if he can just say he did it and call it a day. Get back home yeah. with ferrets, right? Yeah, thank you very much. That was the, well, not really a history of ferret legging, but just a, a, a glimmer into a weird world.
2: Mm. Mm. Thank you, Very Mikey. weird. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, ben, it's time for your uh, next thing
1: yes this thing was submitted on twitter by heather mcnair at my room friend and the article is from the daily star boo, Ooh, boo. Uh, written by kim carr and the headline reads chuckle brothers legend horrified as home haunted by toilet flushing ghost excellent oh, now this is precisely up our <laughs> up our niche it you? is a
2: lot of famous Properly bombs our sat niche on that
1: toilet <laughs> Kids telly legend, Paul Chuckle, found it no laughing matter to learn his home was being haunted by a murderer who was spontaneously flushing his toilet.
2: A murderer? It's gone up a, Excuse up me. a gear. It's
1: the The stakes are higher than they were a minute ago. Yeah. The team from Celebrity Help My House Is Haunted visited Paul's three-bed <laughs> 17th century barn conversion in Nottinghamshire, which he shares with his wife, Sue. Paul says, My wife and I heard sounds like a child giggling through the wall, and one night I saw a child at the end of the bed. A few days after that I went to the downstairs loo and saw a little hand mark on the wall. It had been flushing itself.
0: Why is it a murderer? <laughs> well, excuse me, yeah. <laughs>
1: Upon investigating the parent, upon investigating, should be a comma, the paranormal experts contacted the spirit of a child named Daniel, thought to have been murdered by 1870s burglar child, uh, Charles Pace, sorry, the ghost of Pace himself, and the spectral, the, sp- the spe- this article is <laughs> appallingly it's Daily written. Star, that's what Hang it on. is. I'll read it as it's written. Mm -hmm. Upon investigating the paranormal experts contacted the spirit of a child named Daniel thought to have been murdered by 1870s burglar Charles Pace, the ghost of Pace himself and the spectral of his lover, Sue Rainer, who turned him into police. Full stop, then the letter M. Paul says, <laughs> case probably came because Asu moved back in the building. Because what? She's Asu? With, because Asu moved what? back in the building and she's with some other fella. It was amazing to find out, full stop, no space. The house is 380 years old. They were barn conversions, so there's a lot of history. <laughs> so he thinks... <laughs> because Charles Pace had a lover Sue and was it which chuckle is this Paul oh, Paul. Paul chuckle's wife is called Sue the, the ghost is confused Right Right Because uh, yeah. our Sue and so it's has flushing moved the in. toilet Yeah I don't know it doesn't make any bloody sense does it Paul <laughs> no. Uh I'll keep scrolling Charlie was a bit of a multi-murder multi-murder not murderer And since she was dobbing him in, he killed Sue and the little boy who caught them at it in the loft, which is where our bedroom is now. At the end of the episode, a camera light with full battery switched itself (laughs) off as the team played back the Alice box, a gadget used to record the voice of spirits. Hang on. I've got to click click a button to continue reading um jesus it's loaded a different bloody page now hang on i've got like 12 billion adverts for tesco popping up bear really with stopped. me god uh, bless
0: modern german journalism mate. this is just a write-up of a tv show episode
1: <laughs> this yeah. is a recounting of a tv show uh, episode uh here we go it translates ghost voices into words does it though yeah does it actually do that uh it translates ghost voices into words to say the other half of the Chuckle Brothers' famous Chuckle Vision <laughs> catchphrase <laughs> to me to you.
2: <laughs> Wait, after... what? So this... the ghost says to you? This yeah. sentence
1: is is a particularly challenging one. I'll read it again. It translates ghost voices into words to say the other half of the Chuckle Brothers' famous Chuckle Vision catchphrase to me to you after Paul called it out to his late sibling.
2: What? Oh, so now they're checking for the ghost of Barry. Seemingly. I don't know. <laughs> There's about this... three ghosts here already.
1: The star has also revealed the spirit of his late comedy screen partner, brother Barry, who died in 2018, jumps into him when he now performs solo. Right, so what are we even talking about at this point?
2: And surely you should have in- introduced the notion that Barry's ghost is floating around before you said... Paul shouted the words to me, to you. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought he'd gone into this, what, what <laughs> this is I
1: don't understand.
0: So he's, so he's trying to talk to the ghost from many, many years ago, probably before the Chuckle Brothers show, by saying the Chuckle Brothers fucking catchphrase to them. This is incredible.
2: <laughs> Paul says no, I don't think he is, I think that's the point, but it's written as though <laughs> they're he looking did. for this. <laughs> 18th century murderer and he says to me to
1: you oh god it does elaborate a little bit now Paul says when I said to me The spirit box said to you, so he probably was there. Somebody said many years ago they thought the spirit of our dad, who was a comedian, jumped into Barry's body as soon as he walked on stage because of the way he changed. I feel when I go on stage now, Barry jumps into my body and we're together working as one. It's a great comfort. It's five years now and people still come up to me and say, sorry about your brother. He was most people's favourite in Chuckle Vision. We were the best of mates as well as brothers.
2: Oh God. Uh, the chuckle Spook- family are becoming like a great big russian doll aren't they their dad yeah. is in barry barry is in paul <laughs> what next
1: spooky goings-ons have followed paul and sue around the years he says when her mother passed away she went around to clean for her dad in the summer the house was freezing and there was a strong smell of cigarette smoke her mum used to smoke but her dad didn't she cleaned what was her mum's bedroom and closed the door. Her dad used to leave it open. What? As she turned around, the clock in the hallway flew off the wall, missed her and hit the floor. T- t- was as if her mum was saying, open my door. I want to see what's going on. That's the end of the article. Right. So she could throw a clock off a
2: wall, but not open the door for herself. Is that what we're supposed to believe?
1: I don't. Yeah. This article. I mean, I know it's the Daily Start and that but this article is horrendously written it makes like, me really think bad. i could be
2: moonlighting as a daily star writer and just shit out anything i want in about six minutes submit it and they'll fucking
1: pay me letters it. missing yeah and there's no space between punctuation they use the wrong words as well mm-hmm. this bit sorry to go back to it but th- where is it this bit here uh the ghost of Pace himself and the spectral of his lover. That's not right. Neither the is. Spe- I think you mean the spectre. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think really multi murderer is, no. is really the phrase, is it? Serial it's not killer. It's murderer.
1: Maybe. Also, I love it, the wasn't phrase... even, it wasn't even multi murderer, Peter. It was multi murder. Oh, Charlie oh, right. was okay. a bit Mul- of a multi murder <laughs> yeah, I love that phrasing as well. He was a bit of a multi murder Yeah. <laughs> what does not that a full mean, oh, Anyway, I hope God. they. Um, I hope they they work out what's gone on in his uh his barn I yeah. yeah me too
2: leaving handprints on the wall and flushing the toilet will you know if paul walks in and sees another handprint and says oh dear it might go oh dear oh dear
1: <laughs> yes it might
2: <laughs> it knows all the all the chuckle vision phrases
1: Wow, what a, what a fucking journey that was. Oh, goodness Thank me. you
2: for, for getting through that. That was pretty aggressive. Yeah, well done. Um, right, well, I've got a, uh, a little bit of a game for us to play to finish off today's podcast. You can all play along at home. This is something that I uh, was doing the rounds in early January, actually, uh, and I added it to my list of things to bring along, but then I've just had other things to bring in the meantime, so it's a bit of an old one. Uh, but this was uh, tweeted by Joe Grady at Dr. Joe Grady on, uh, on Twitter. Um, General Secretary of the University and College Union at UCU, apparently. Uh, it seems that Joe is into quizzes, um, pub quizzes. I don't know whether Joe hosts them or competes in them, but Joe has posted a picture um, and uh, it's got 21,000 likes. And the caption is, is it a cheese or is it a motorway service station? (laughs) Amazing concept for a quiz round. And I have her 10 questions here. Cheese or motorway services? And we're going to play at home. Um, I'll read all 10 for you now and then you can decide afterwards. So, Broxton, Trowell, Tunworth, Stitchleton, Old Inns, Boland, Chevington, Pont Abraham, Gordano, and Derby. So, those are the 10 cheeses or motorway service stations. So, hmm. Ben and Mikey, Broxton, do you think we're talking about Broxton services or Broxton cheese?
0: Trying to imagine like all these as potential cheeses. Imagine yeah. Bro- Broxton's
1: like a hard, a very hard cheese that you grate almost. But I'm, I'm going to take a swing, Mikey, and say that that is a cheese. I, I don't know. I I'm going to go for cheese as well. It it just it just feels cheesy to me. Apologies to the listeners of Broxton. <laughs> well,
2: it is unfortunately a service station oh. on the M90.
1: So. god what brand is it is it a moto oh yeah oh I don't know do you want oh, yeah. to look them up as we go I'll <laughs> yeah, tell let's you let's see,
0: see what ratings they've got <laughs> Broxton Proxton
1: Services,
2: services. Uh, they've got a harvester seemingly um, it's part of the motor fuel group I don't know if that's oh. the
1: brand oh, it's like a little independent one
2: yeah maybe oh, oh. wow there's a website called motorway services online oh, apparently mm. excellent yeah
1: yeah,
0: it's a um, McDonald's at a harvester and that's it It's a 2 out of 5
2: Right Okay well never mind um, Maybe they sell cheese <laughs> This is uh, number 2
0: mm. Trowel
2: T r o w e l l. Is it trowel services Or and Could you have a nice lump of trowel
0: <laughs>
2: mm, trowel, trowel feels
0: It feels service stationy to me I
2: think
1: That is a service station. I think I've been there.
2: It is. It's on the M1. Travel services is a uh, a moto. Ooh. There you go. Oh yeah.
0: yeah we like motors. Love a moto. M- M-S in it usually.
2: Burger King. So number three. Are you stopping at Tunworth services or are you spreading a nice bit of Tunworth on a cracker?
1: I think I'm stopping at Tunworth services. I think I'm d- I'm
2: going
0: to dine on some tongue cheese,
2: Mikey. You're dining on soft <gasps> cheese originating <gasps> from the Duke of Wellington's estate. Oh. Tongue with cheese. Oh, mm. oh yum yum! Nice. Damn it! <laughs> Number four, Stitchleton. S T I C H E L T O N.
1: I mean, that is does just Stichleton, sound like a sort of that of that cheese, doesn't it? Oh, it's a cheese. Is it a misdirect?
0: I think it's it's just too cheesy sounding to be a cheese.
1: I'm yeah. going to say services.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go services too.
2: It's an English blue cheese. Oh, oh, damn it. Guys, you knew it was and you you <sighs> overthought it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, we're now on to number five, old inns. So it's two words and inns as in pubs. Old inns. Is it services or cheese?
0: My heart's saying... Services Because Old Inns, that stands to reason, maybe back in the day, used to be some pubs mm-hmm. there, like a yeah. little stopping ground between cities.
1: Maybe. But they also made cheese there. Oh, I don't know. I'm guessing <laughs> cheese. Probably. I'm going to guess cheese this time. Uh,
2: this one is a service station on Bollocks. the M80. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, can't see what brand it is, but they've got a Shell petrol station. So <sighs> Wonderful. Uh, number si- uh, number six, Boland. Is it cheese or is it Boland Services?
1: Oh, man, this is hard. It is, isn't it? Um, hmm. Cheese. I'm going Make- services because I just
0: picture a family in a car. Like, oh, let's stop at Boland. Get, get refreshed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is some Lancashire cheese. Well done, Hey. Man. Number seven, Chevington. C H E V I N G T O N. Delicious, delicious Chevington.
1: Delicious Chevington. Chevington. Mm. Lovely slice of.
0: Food. No, I don't think that's oh. cheesy though. I don't, I don't, I don't think Chevington's a cheese.
1: Yeah, mm. I know has a services. Cheese. <laughs> okay. Sounds like Chevely. So I'm going mean, to go. It might be s-
2: pronounced Chevington, if that helps. I don't possibly. know if that makes a difference, but.
1: I'm going to go with service station again, please. Yes, services.
2: New services, Mikey. Yeah. Uh, it is a semi-soft and mold-ripened cheese. Ooh.
1: Mold-ripened
2: services. <laughs> semi-soft. Uh, it's tricky, this, isn't it? There's three yeah. left. Number eight is Pont Abraham. Like Point Abraham, but Pont. Um,
1: hmm.
0: Abraham sounds like a good family cheese name. Like a long does, line of cheesemakers, the Abrahams. I bet it's delicious as well. Yeah. I am just looking at these cheeses as we go, and they do all look very good. But mm. I'm good to say this one's a cheese.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go cheese as well, please. It's an M4
2: service station. Oh, what? God. Come oh, on. No. I think they've literally picked the cheesiest service stations and the service station-y <laughs> cheeses for this quiz.
1: I bet someone makes cheese there. Probably. Yeah.
0: Oh, you could have called this cheese or petrol, this game.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> cheese or
2: petrol? Pet- Come pet-tril. on. <laughs> well done, Mikey. <laughs> Number nine, Gordano. Is it cheese or petrol?
0: Oh, that sounds so cheesy. Yeah. We've yeah. been burnt before, though. <gasps> do, we, do, do we trust that it's cheese and go for it, or do we second guess it?
1: Uh, I'll go cheese. I'll go cheese. I'm going to go cheese as well. Be,
2: yeah, has to be. It does sound very cheesy, but it's
1: an M5 service station. Oh, it's all on the M bloody five. What's (laughs) going on with their cheesy names?
2: I know. Gordano is... um, I don't know what brand. Oh, a welcome break. Oh, Oh, That's nice. They're all right. Yeah. 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 It's no moto, but, you know. Uh, What's... (laughs) pont abraham i'm sure everyone really needs to know what brand oh it's a maybe road someone's chef. driving on
1: the m5 right now and they want yeah to exactly in <laughs> fact chef, that's not fucking services it's a well, lay by
2: <laughs> it's road chef pont abraham apparently and it looks like a service station uh it's got a building anyway it's rubbish. got a building <laughs> it's got a wikipedia page Woo, as well whoa it has come under regular criticism for high fuel costs. <laughs> oh, no. There's an
1: entire section called The Murders.
2: And Bad Cheese. Um, number 10, the last one, Derby. Is it Derby Services oh. or Derby Cheese? Surely both,
0: right? Oh, yeah, I know there's a Derby Services, but I don't know if there's a Derby Cheese. I'm going to go with what I know and say that's just a service station by <sighs> I'll say cheese. If you go, Do you want to go big? could say it's both Is is it that kind of game
1: Please, i'm playing both so sides like. so i always win I'll, I'll just go cheese i'm gonna go cheese on this one
2: what did you say mikey sorry
0: i was gonna say do you want to say it's both cheese and a service station no, i mean do? what
2: did you what was your oh, guess
0: i said or, or are
2: you saying both
0: i'm you know fuck it i'm saying both i'm just gonna say it's both that's not fucking fair
2: <laughs> all right well it's not but on the paper on the sheet it just says cheese but I agree with you, and I thought there must be a Derby Services. And so I'm I right mean, then. there is, seemingly. I
1: it's a cheese. I win. Oh, well. no, no need to look it up. But it's, it's a
2: cheese. Um, it's a mellow cow's milk cheese from Derbyshire. Um, mm. But apparently, there's a Derby welcome break on the A50. Although maybe it's technically not called Derby Services, it might be mm. called. Something else. Shardlow, low, by the looks of it. So maybe that's Shard. why they're uh, – oh. that's the distinction. But there we go. There were apparently 10 points available there. I don't know if it's just two for being right or if you guess that it's a motorway service station, then you get a bonus point for guessing the motorway. But <laughs> we weren't keeping score, so that's all None. fine. I um, hope you enjoyed that. There's some I funny did. replies in the, uh, in, in the replies of that tweet of people saying – Uh, Someone did prog rock bands or foreign language idioms, uh, including (laughs) playing chess with the Pope and meanwhile, back in communist Russia. Um, So that's good. Uh, And yeah, various people posting their own kind of similar similar formats. Real ale or real ailment, laughing death, exploding skull.
1: Oh man, that's difficult. Yeah, it is, isn't
2: it? I don't know the answers to those, but... Fright
1: or Sprite, that's another one. (laughs) Indeed, yeah. Um, There you go. That's
2: that's the end of the game.
1: Excellent. Thank thank you very much, Peter. You're welcome. Well, thus concludes all of the things we have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening slash watching. Don't go anywhere just yet, because we've got a few things to talk about before we go. We'd appreciate it if you stayed until the end of the class. Thank you. It's rude to leave early. Uh, Mikey, I believe there's some sort of shop
0: you're darn tootin. If you head over to com and click on that lovely, enticing little shop button, you will be greeted with a bounty of goodies, including hoodie, hats, T-shirts, and some stickers. It's nice. lovely stuff. Go check it out. Go cheat yourself this Valentine's Day or Pancake Day. Maybe you Or need Pancake new- Day. Maybe yeah. mm-hmm. all your clothes got bloody after putting some ferrets down your trousers or doing the bloody... For big football race through your town, yeah. Mm-hmm. No a yeah. better place to stock up, vidiotsofficial.com. And click on shop. Great idea.
1: We are on Instagram and TikTok at vidiotsofficial. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash vidiotsofficial. Vidiot's Our Discord is vidiotsofficial.com forward slash Discord. Thank you to Tommy and Fleckers for modding us over there. Twitch.tv forward slash vidiotsofficial. Once again, I think I gave this warning like three months ago. I believe currently there is a plan for me to stream on the... The... 9th of March. So not too long to go. Just under a month. (laughs) I'll talk about it again a bit close to the time. But uh, that Twitch account will be used again soon hopefully uh, podiots.com if you go there donate three pounds or more you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the next podcast you join pod squad and you support the things that you enjoy and we really really appreciate it here again is your pod squad for this week raindrop joy caroline where is the lure pack
0: oompa loompa duper nuts yummy cummy in my tummy the generous cool beansed, mr Macca and Isle of
2: You. We've also got Frogly, Steven Skodes, Gleddy Blebber's Dicknick Pick, Quaker Name Pickled Beetroot, Roy's Boys Soy Surprise, Everybody Poops, Neil Buchanan in D, and Adolf Ham Friend.
1: And finally we have Anal Eruptions, The Quaker, Wolfgang Nut Moshart, Blart Attack, Caroline Send Lift, I'm Stuck in Hull, Prince Beefcakes, and Yogcon D's Nuts. Thank you so much, Pod Squad of this week. Podiots.com, £3 or more to get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the next episode. Peter Austin. Yes. What came out on Vidiots six years ago this week? Flipping <sighs>
2: everything. Lo- loads of stuff. Uh, we started with Worst Games Ever, Prison Break, The Conspiracy. Uh, there was then a video after that called "Welcome to Vidiots. Don't really know why they came out in that order, but never mind. Uh, in the spotlight, Crossing Souls has been copyright matched and is Ooh, ineligible no. for monetization. That's good. Why? So, I guess the developer or publisher has uh, put their their footage on the on the bot on the thing. Assholes. Vidiot's welcome and Q&A extravaganza. Post some tat number one. Prove it, Cooking Mama part one. The Paris vlog. uh, Le What's Next Defocus 2018. Memory cards episode one, which was for February the 12th, including State of Emergency, Aliens, Cloning Marines, and the Game Boy Advance SP. Prove it, Cooking Mama part two. In the spotlight for Vampire and Greedfall and Call of Cthulhu, all of which we saw in Paris. Um, Postum Tap number two, We've Got Stickers. The Nintendo Labo uh, video that we did as well. God, we did a lot early on, didn't Mm. we? And Prove It Cooking Mama number three. Oh, and then also up to and including today in the spotlight for A Plague Tale
1: Innocence. Yes. Six years ago, we started Vidiot. This is the perfect time to commence an annual... Rewatch yeah. of the full year of videos you can either binge it all in one go or you can watch it as the videos came out we'll keep you up to date but obviously you know it's this podcast fortnightly so you're not gonna get updates very often i just go on the yeah. channel see when it came out and go on oh, yeah. treat yourself binge it all in one night every single video <laughs> oh, video all of it yeah go
0: on mm. dare you yeah. mikey where are you on the internet please at parrotboy on Twitter and Instagram, that is the best place to keep up with me these days.
2: And Peter, where are we? We are at that Peter Austin and at confused_dude on Twitter, but you can find us doing work together at Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch, where we play video games and talk about video games and play bad video games and all sorts of other things as well.
1: Mm-hmm certainly why not leave us a five star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really really appreciate it thank you so much those of you who have done that already what is the final question before we go home
2: Uh how long do you think you could keep a ferret down your trousers mm. 80 hours
1: I could I theoretically test- alright go on then
0: um, do it. Started do it out. now. Alright. Tuck me trousers now. into me socks. Come here, come here, ferrets. It's time to go. Do me trousers.
1: He's <laughs> off. Oh. Mikey. has gone. He's gone to do it.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh. bye, guys. Bye.
1: bye. Bye, Mikey. I hope you're bye. wearing
2: white trousers to show the blood. Oh
0: no, of course. It's the only way to do it.
1: Mm. All right. See you, Mikey. Good luck bye with Mikey. your with your challenge. <laughs> thank you. He, I assume he's gone. Uh, Peter, thank you for uh, doing potty with me today. It's been thank lovely. You. It has. And uh, we will see all of you again in a couple of weeks' time. Look Please. after yourselves.
2: Bye. Bye.